Hello and welcome to this another edition of Word from the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today I'd like to speak to your hearts about faith that brings about righteousness. Faith that brings about righteousness. We'll begin uh, looking and reading in the book of Romans, chapter, uh, the latter part of chapter 3 and a few verses there in chapter 4. Then we'll, as the Lord leads, uh, Go back to Genesis, uh, where Abraham was called of God and given the promises of God and believed those promises to have faith in God. And it was counted unto him for righteousness. So that's what we want to talk about a little bit today. Let's see what the scripture has to say to our hearts again. Uh, if you have your Bibles and have access to the Word of God, open up to the book of Romans chapter 3. We begin reading in verse 23. Uh, the Word of God tells us here, you know, this is Paul's epistle or letter to those in Rome. Uh, you know, we know that uh, Paul uh, went to Rome, and but he is writing this letter to those that are in Rome, particularly the believers. But it's written for us as well because this is God's Word, God's Word to us. It's His love letter to us. So let's see what the Word of God says here. Verse 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, I want to look at verse 10 here. It says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. So right away we see that uh, not a one of us, no person alive today walking the face of this earth can say uh, they are righteous of their own merit or they are righteous because they do good works or they are uh, in good standing with God because they give to the poor or they've been in church every Sunday. Uh, and, but you must understand, and this is why I say we must understand that the the righteousness that God gives comes only through faith, and we will see this wonderfully uh, written out here and poured out here, and 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 painted here in Scripture for us to see. But he, the Apostle Paul, verse twenty three again he says, "For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God." I want you to listen to the first part here, verse twenty four, or all of verse twenty four, and going forward, this is where the Apostle Paul begins to speak about justification. Uh, justification, theological word that, that means greatly and it's beautiful is the, the, the uh, judicial action of God by which uh, through the blood of Christ and our faith in him, he declares or pronounces us uh, justified or righteous. We are, we are pronounced or we are declared by God to be righteous. We are brought back into a right relationship with him, but that only comes through faith. Faith in Christ brings about righteousness, and that's the point of the message today. So listen here, he says, being justified freely, that means without cost. Yes, without cost, but it also uh, in the Greek can be translated unworthily. You know, we are not worthy, and that's what's so wonderful about God's grace is unmerited favor toward us and his love for us, uh, whereby we are in Christ, by faith in Christ, justified. He states it right here so beautifully, and it's such a beautiful picture of God declaring us righteous, and the way it happens is painted out for us here to see. He says, being justified freely by his grace by God's grace, 
through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That means a price was paid by Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross, and that price was nothing less than his blood, every drop of his blood, and his life given. The the guilt, the, the, the innocent dying for the guilty, and that's what it was when Christ died on the cross. He died the innocent for the guilty. Uh, and it says right here in verse 25, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare, listen, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God, to declare, second time, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him that believeth in Jesus. He says, where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude. This is the conclusion of this argument. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith, speaking of the Jew and the Gentile being justified by one thing, and that is faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. The law. How do we establish the law? Well, by the first step to establish the law in our hearts, as it is written in our hearts, is by placing our faith in Jesus Christ because he fulfilled the law in every part by his perfect life, his sinless, blemish-free life that he lived here on this earth. As he, the word became flesh, he's even called God incarnate, God in the flesh, Jesus Christ himself, God the Son came and, and took upon himself flesh, blood, and bone and walked this earth sinless and blemish-free. Uh, there was no guile at all found in his mouth. And he lived an innocent life and he died the the death of the guilty. He died the death that we should have died. Well, let's move on here. That's how we establish the law is through Christ, our faith in Christ. So you see, faith, it, it, it brings about so much in our life. What shall we then say? That Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Abraham believed, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. What did it say there? Abraham believed, and it was counted. It was imputed to his his. Uh, spiritual life. It was counted unto him righteousness before God because he had faith in the promise of God. What promises were given to Abraham? Let's look at those right quick. Genesis chapter 12. We read this the other day when we spoke on when God says, I will, there are no limitations. 
So I want to start off reading in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse the curse him that curseth thee and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed did you hear that oh how wonderful that is you see abraham uh, without a doubt he believed god he believed what god had promised him uh, there is nothing more uh, special than that uh, that that Abraham believed God, and this is where he began to believe God. Remember, we talked about God saying, I will. When God says, I will, if we place our trust in him as Abram did, there is no, there are no limitations. Uh, God takes control when we place our faith in him through Christ Jesus, and we place our faith completely in him and his finished work. There's a promise right here that we didn't mention the other night when we read the scripture, and it's in verse 3. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee, listen closely to these last words in the latter part of this verse, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. In thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. This is nothing less than the wonderful and remarkable promise of our Messiah, the coming of our Messiah, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Abraham did not flinch. He did not doubt. He didn't say, but God. He believed what God has said. So let's move moved on over to, uh, well, let's look at verse 7 here. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said unto thy seed, will I give this land? And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Another promise, reaffirming the promise. Then we look over here in uh, chapter 13, starting in verse uh, 14. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward for all the land which thou seest to to for all the land which thou seest to thee will I give. There's a will I instead of an I will. Will I give to thee and thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise and walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. And Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. Another promise of God that Abraham did not flinch. He did not flinch in this promise. We have to understand some things and we will see this as we'll go on here. Another wonderful and remarkable promise of, of the Lord. And this promises to everyone. I want you to hear this. God is 
making this promise to Abram, but these promises uh, stand true to us today through Christ Jesus because he made it all possible. He is the one that the Lord was speaking to Abraham about there in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. In thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Through his seed, Jesus Christ would come. And that's what God was telling him. But he said right here, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Let me tell you something, sinner friend. There is nothing greater than to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then you can say, and you will hear the Lord say to your heart, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward, because with with Christ, all the spiritual richness of heaven, the riches of heaven, are yours to gain. You gain those. You are an heir of all the promises of God. You are an heir of all the spiritual blessings of God. He will hold nothing back. He said, I'm your exceeding great reward. That means over and abundant, more than we could ever think of. Chapter 15, verse 5, he says, And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. This is where I want to go with this. Remember what we read uh, there in Romans chapter 4. What was the question there? What saith the scriptures? What saith the scripture? Abraham believed, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. The apostle Paul was quoting from right here in Genesis 15, 6. And, and it says, let's, let's repeat verse 5 there. He said, and he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. And he, speaking of Abraham, believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Faith brings about righteousness, and this truth is told out throughout the history of mankind. From this point going forward, you see God's plan of redemption being told out all through the Old Testament, and then when the New Testament comes in and the Gospels, you see that that plan of redemption for mankind being fulfilled in none other than Jesus Christ, the one by whom we can place our faith in and be declared righteous before a holy and righteous God. And through him and by him and by his sacrifice and his blood and placing our faith in him and his sacrifice there on Calvary's cross is the only way the only way that we can be declared, we can be justified, we can be declared righteous by God the Father himself through God the Son, Jesus Christ. Let's see here. Verse seven, chapter 17 in Genesis. We'll close here in just a few minutes. He says, verse 6, uh, let's read verse 6 down through verse 8, and then we will read 15 down through 19. Uh, Genesis chapter 17, verse 6. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will. Listen to all the I wills here. I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant 
between me and thee and thy seed after thee and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and unto thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Speaking none other of none other than Jesus Christ the Lord. Verse 15 of Genesis chapter 17. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai, thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarah, Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. And I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of pe kings of people shall be of her. Listen to verse 17 here. This is how special all these promises are. Because God here, all along here, and he will change Abraham's name. And he, because it goes from Abram to Abraham. And in the Hebrew, that means father of many nations. God has told him time and time and time again that he is going to multiply his seed. As one time as the dust of the earth, and then he said, look up at the stars, you count them, so shall the number of thy seed be. We must understand the, the standing and where Abraham was physically and Sarah was physically at this time when these promises were made. Abraham, then Abraham, verse 17 of chapter 17, then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, shall a child be born unto him that is an hundred years old and Sarah and shall Sarah that is 90 years old bear and Abraham said unto God oh that Ishmael might be live be live before thee and God said said Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed and thou shalt call his name Isaac and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. God had established a covenant with Abraham here. And you see that uh, verse 9 down through verse 14 here. And that's where God changed Abram's name to Abraham. And that means father of many nations. But the fact is here, after reading all of this, this brings home to our heart the faith that brings about righteousness because Abraham did not doubt God at one, at any point, in any promise, in anything that he said. He believed, especially when he promised to multiply his seed, he said, and he believed and it was counted unto him for righteousness. That means he was right with God. God changed his heart when he called him out of Ur of the Chaldees, and he changed him from that idolatrous person to a righteous person in God's eyes. By what? Faith. He was justified. It was righteousness was imputed to him from God because he believed, because of his faith. Now, Let's read this again right quick, and we're going to close right here. Verse 23 of Romans chapter 3. 
For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Being justified freely. What is justification? Where God pronounces us or declares us righteous. Oh, sinner friend today, if you're rejecting Christ, please understand the free gift of God's grace and how remarkable it is. He will look at you and your sin record that you have, whatever you're ashamed of right now, whatever you might be in right now, it does not matter to God because Jesus Christ paid your sin debt in full and he shed his every drop of his blood that you might be forgiven of those sins and that God will declare you righteous in Christ. Because your faith is placed in him and you become a new creation. Christ comes into your heart. The presence and and, uh, power and person of Christ comes into your heart by the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. As he comes in, as you receive him by faith, he says right here, being justified freely. So all have sinned. You know you're a sinner without Christ. You know you're apart from God without Christ. You know that you are not righteous without Christ. But if you will have faith in Christ, what happens? Being free, justified freely, unworthily and without cause, by God's grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, the price that was paid every drop of his blood, whom God has set for to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. That means God looks at you once you place your faith in, in Christ and those sins never happen. He just goes by him like they've never happened before. Your sin record is wiped clean and righteousness is imputed. It's placed in your account and God himself declares you righteousness through the blood of his precious son that he sent to die on Calvary's cross for you and for me. whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness that he might be the just and the justifier of him that believe in Jesus. Did you hear those last three words? Which are last four words, which believe in Jesus. That is the key to faith that brings about righteousness. Abraham believed in God. Abraham believed in the promises of God. (laughs) Jesus is God in the flesh. He is, was, and will always be God in the flesh. And he promised us that if we will place our faith in him, we shall have everlasting life and will not perish. Don't stand there in your sins today, sinner friend, and say, I can't be saved. I'm too bad. I have done drugs. I'm addicted to alcohol. I've ruined my life by this sin or that sin. And God could never count me, declare me as righteous. Don't believe that lie of the enemy. 
understand that Christ took his place in death, that you might take your place in life and to be declared. He shed his blood, it says, by the redemption that is of the redemption through his blood to declare his righteousness for the forgiveness of your sins, to declare you righteous in Christ by your faith. Faith brings about righteousness. Oh, thank you, Lord God, for being so good to us. Sinner friend, if you're out there and you've not received Christ yet, I pray my prayer of my heart, the desire of my heart is that you will hear this message and the Holy Spirit will will speak to your heart. You will come under Holy Ghost conviction and you will give your life to Christ tonight. You will invite him into your heart and place your faith in him. And God promises us in his word as Abraham was. He and it was he believed and it was counted unto him for righteousness. If you believe God through Christ will do the same thing for your heart today. It does not matter who you are. It does not matter what you've done. Christ is there. All you have to do is say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I accept you as the risen son of God, Lord Jesus. Please come into my heart and be my savior. That's all it takes. And those that say, well, it can't be that simple. Mankind struggles with simplicity of the gospel. But the simple fact is faith, saving faith, brings about righteousness, faith in Christ. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I look forward to the next time that we can share a word from the Word of God. God bless.